Hi everyone, thanks so much for tuning in. I'm Hans Pearson, CEO of the Store Local Group. And I'm Mark Gregg, I'm the National Head of Revenue for Store Local. In light of recent events, we thought we'd get some experts from all around the globe to share their experiences and give us something to take away and apply it into our businesses over the coming days and weeks. We're really excited, so let's get into it. So Keith, thank you very much for joining us today. So for all our listeners, can I get yourself, can I get you to introduce yourself, your business, and probably where you're sitting at the moment when it comes to COVID-19 from a New Zealand and obviously where you're at the moment, that'd be great. Okay. Uh, I'm the CEO of All Secure Self Storage. We presently have uh, 10 sites. One site that's about four days away from opening before this occurred and another site that's in a full, full build in Auckland. In relation to how it's affecting us at uh, with this pandemic, we've got most of our staff are at home. Um, that's our handyman, our cleaners, and our part-timers. We do go in every day or one person goes into the office and close doors. This is how we're handling it. And they're there to ensure that, one, other people don't breach, even though we're not police officers. It's more the fact is that we do have pharmaceutical companies, couriers, um, electricians and plumbers and such like who are central services, and that's why we're a central service. And they've become touching the keypads, uh, the door handles, go to the toilet, etc. So our job is to close down after one of them goes. This is how we're doing it. And then we're cleaning the keypads, the doors, what they may have touched, disinfected, locking ourselves back in the room, then unlocking the facility so they can come in again. So that's how we're dealing with COVID. I hope it doesn't go for much longer, but I'm picking this maybe for another six weeks. Yeah, certainly um, challenging times. And it's obviously yeah, great to hear that, obviously what you are doing from a staff perspective as well. How have you gone about obviously informing your customers then in relation to controlling that? Like I saw on your website, like how it comes up yeah. on your website, really great information there. So maybe more about your existing customers. Yeah, it, it was done for new customers and existing customers. We also do have got a social media platform, which we've used. And we've also sent out an email, um, very much like a spam, probably. That we've gone out to all our customers and just keeping them advised who can come in and who can't. That's how we've done to handle it at the present point. And at the moment, it's running pretty smoothly, obviously without new customers. We do have a couple, but that's you know, essential, so that's fine. Yeah. And then from, uh, from a staffing perspective, obviously, it's really good to hear, obviously, you've really confined it, so it's only one person. How have you, how have you been able to, to do that? Obviously, you're very well known in the industry, so, you know, it's, it's great to, to have this opportunity to learn from your experiences. So how have you actually been able to, you know, inform your um, staff uh, through this process? You know, when we first started with level three, we realized it was going to go to level four very shortly. Uh, so we started talking to all the staff, and then, which had been in place probably two weeks earlier, and um, saying, how are we going to deal with it? We didn't want face-to-face because that's where the, you, know, you can get the disease from. A um, couple of things we did note that we did, we also asked our staff members to stand up when people do come in. And, and that's not only just for being polite, it's also the fact that if they're sitting down at the desk and someone's standing up, 
they're one, they one meters above them. So if they do breathe, the molecules do come out and fall down. So that's for safety reasons they stand up and must admit uh, been standing up was very quick after that. Um, so, so that was good. But then we moved on forward for looking at their bubble and keeping them safe. Uh, New Zealanders, as through the government, talk about this bubble we've contained in our own bubble. So all we're doing is extending that bubble for them driving to work. We're in that space and no one else gets to. So they're contained in that bubble and then they go home. And in fact, I've had two reports from two managers today. They actually like going to work because it gets some perhaps uh, that's an ice space for them to be isolated away from perhaps their family. And then obviously, yeah, from a customer's perspective, we go back there, like obviously it's going to be challenging because it, they can't access their unit unless it's essential service, as you've mentioned. Um, obviously, customers are there, you know, difficult situation. They've probably lost their jobs. Um, how have you been able to, I suppose, keep a focus on that? Because obviously debt will be... Um, uh, a, yeah. a byproduct of this uh, and also hopefully a level of vacates when the opportunity arises when you do open your sites. How have you been able to manage that from a debt perspective? Well, I think that's an ongoing scenario. It's been ongoing for us and probably everybody else in the industry from day one. It's your debt. You've got to be on your debt. I think it's going to be stronger now that we've got to look at the debt, tell people get in advance in case they become unemployed. They're all talking about uh, double digits unemployment in New Zealand, which we haven't had for 12 to 14 years. So I'm seeing that we are going to get probably a 15% uh, debt, which we didn't see before. So automatically you're going to be down and you're not going to get new, new customers for some time. So it's going to extend that period. So I believe occupancy was going to drop down, not like it did in the DFC, but I'm, hopefully I'll be wrong and I'll be, I'll be pleased to be wrong. And then, um, so obviously, when you do get to reopen your sites, uh, let's say to a fuller level, so like so let's call it post-COVID-19, what are some of the things that you will probably put in play to, like you said, you know, depending on if, if unemployment is double digits, there's obviously going to be pressure there. Um, and obviously, depending on what government stimulus is actually happening as well. But how do you sort of see in terms of obviously, as you mentioned earlier, you've got a site under construction, a new site due to open. Um, how does that sort of change the game when it comes to that? Uh, well, I don't think it does change the game for a continued opening for the, the one that's only a few days away from opening. Uh, the one that uh, we are building in Auckland we had two stages. We'll be doing stage one still, and with stage two, we, we can sit for a bit longer if necessary. Uh, with Auckland and Telpo, where the other ones are, we have waiting lists to go in. Uh, that might change. Um, but I think where things are going to change is our new norm. It's not the, the normal as it was yesterday. You're finding people are wanting to buy stuff, and it's now no longer going to the shops, it's online. And every age group is becoming more familiar with that. So I'm picking, it's going to be more online contact within our industry than what it was six months ago. How that will affect us, well, we'll wait to see how much the um, artificial intelligence goes um, <laughs> to do that, because I think we're in a changing world 
rapidly on that sense and that front. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like, um, so for some of the things I've sort of seen, I've, I see the same, I think in innovation, I think contactless movings, I think obviously storage is still not a overly known product. So obviously still that face-to-face, -face, that staff interaction, it will probably change, but it will still be essential because we're selling a product. Um, mm. Yeah, there's going to be different ways how this sort of changes. And I think from an industry and one thing I'd probably say, Keith, is that from an industry perspective, it's just so great that collaboratively people will come together and actually help people in our industry. And, you know, when we have the association, we have our, uh, you know, when we have our conferences, we get together. Um, it's really great to see. And I think if anything, and tell me what your opinion is, I personally think people will actually, the industry will come closer together and be more. Well, I, I think you're going to be hundred percent correct on that. When we look in, you know, previous lives, you know, I was part of the security industry it was dog eat dog. Um, you used to hide things. For example, you might have three companies. One was a patrol company. One was a re uh, installation company. One a monitoring company. All different names. And it took six years for people to realise that we owned all three. And then it became because we did this solely because of what this joining together wasn't there. It was the association. You know, I remember the first day I met Sam Kennard. You know, he told me today and it was funny for what he told me that we've grown to what we've been now um, and I believe it's going to continue with the unity with talking to people the war stories so we don't all make the same mistake and that's the way it should be because there's enough work out there for everybody. Oh, that's absolutely great. Keith is there anything else that you'd like to share with the listeners in terms of your experience or anything else that you you know comes to mind any any things that you've done that perhaps you may do different um, God forbid this ever happens again. Um, anything else that you'd like to share? Look, the first thing I would share is always keep in most uh, your, one, your staff. They've got to be your priority. After that, look after your customers. And if you do that, everything else will come to you. And I believe, and lastly, for everybody else out there, be safe. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely true. And yeah, totally agree with you, Keith. So Keith, thank you so much for obviously joining us today. Uh, I'd love to be able to check in when the next stage, obviously, if you can reopen or when you do reopen, just to start to see that sort of journey. Um, because yeah, it's going to be very interesting and to, to continue to share these sort of experiences as the weeks progress. So uh, look, yes. And then we look at it, just the final thing is that if the government's trying to give subsidies for 12 weeks and they're going to close you down for four weeks, it doesn't, that doesn't stack. So I'm telling you, it's going to be there for a lot longer than four weeks. <laughs> well, thank you very much, Keith, uh, for joining us today. So thank you. No trouble. Thanks, Mark. Good to see you later. Thanks.